0: Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast, conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter.
1: Kevin, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you because I know you more than just an author. I find we are friends. But before we dive into this amazing book that you've written, I want you to tell the audience who you are and what you do.
0: Jody, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And it just still feels like yesterday when I met you in person at your event. When was that again? 2019. 2019. There's so many things that happened in 2019 before the world changed, right? Anyway, so my name is Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. We're a nonprofit educational research organization that helps companies understand their candidate experience, the impact on their business, and how to improve their recruiting and hiring processes. And we've been doing this for over 11 years now, and I've been running the organization for over seven years, and I was involved early on with it. And it is a passion that we have about elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience.
1: So important. And I think that anyone who's in the hiring world knows that candidate experience can make or break your business's capability of hiring top talent. So I love what you guys do and I love sharing what you guys do, especially all the data that you get, because I think that data is very, very focused on showing leaders Right? Like this equates to issues. You have to be paying attention to this.
0: Well, exactly. And we're collecting now. So this is an annual benchmark program. So all of our research that's available today was based on last year's data because we're still capturing this year's data. And early insights from that we'll start sharing in September. And then our new reports will be out probably by the end of the year as the plan. Lots of great data. And the whole thing is that we're trying to help companies understand again is is The sheer aggregate impact of the number of people who don't get hired, which is most of people in any given job at any given time, their experience, whether it translates or not, of them to have a positive or negative experience and whether that means they'll either do things again with an employer like apply for a job or for others. If it's a consumer business, make purchases or influence them even or not do those things. And referrals being the universal for most companies, right? I mean, we're digging more and more into our data uh, around the the impact of on referrals based on the candidate experience. And it's, it's really clear. I mean, companies can have 20, 30, 40 plus percent of their hires come from referrals. They depend on them. Now, yes, we're mostly talking about employee referrals, people who currently work there, but the internal candidate experience can also impact negatively as well. And a lot of companies don't even really think about the fact that candidates, Candidates who don't get hired can still refer and our data shows it. 30% of the candidates said they're still extremely likely to refer and they didn't get hired. So it's another referral pool that not a lot of companies think about or talk about, but it's possible. And that's definitely a critical differentiator for companies.
1: Absolutely. And I think everyone's feeling the weirdness that we're in with this great resignation or whatever you want to call it. But even before COVID happened, we were already in this world of there wasn't a lot of candidates, or you had to really pay attention and create a better experience for them to actually join your organization, or you'll get ghosted or they'll not accept your offer. I mean, there's so many different times that a candidate can say no to us that when we say no, we better do it right.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. So I just had an article on ERE that went live this week. The Basically, the takeaway is, you know, every year we're asked, Kevin and Talent Board, what's new and fresh about the candidate experience? You know, what are the new insights? And I feel like a grumpy old man because I'm like, nothing nothing is new. The same things that we talk about every year, communication, feedback, transparency, expectation setting that all translate into a better perception of fairness with the candidates. Those are true every year. Now the world changes, right? Who planned for the pandemic? Number one, there are business impacts. Companies can have new CEOs that come in, new HR and TA teams, recruiters quit. That's another thing that we've seen a lot of recruiter action moving around too in the past 12 to 18 months. You've part of merger or acquisition activity. And the list goes on and on. They all impact the business. They all impact recruiting and hiring. And we know when it's a downturn, what's the first to go? Recruiting and hiring. When there's an upturn, what's the first to come back? Recruiting Recruiting and hiring. So all those impacts, it is not easy to sustain a quality candidate experience. That's my point. It's just not easy. But that's why we say, you know, there's fluctuations in things we see in the data and trends. And yes, more candidates still have leverage to a certain degree, especially those that have the ability they have more flexible remote work. The list goes on. But the communication feedback never changes. It's always super critical. And employers, Jody and you know this, they control all the dials. They control their people, processes, and tech stacks that they have. They control what they're saying to the candidates, when they're saying, with what frequency or not. But they control all the dials. And that's the thing that, you know, candidates could care less about any of that, right? But all that impacts their perception of fairness and their experience. So it behooves the companies to get some things straight and consistent over time.
1: I love how you talked about consistency. You talked about transparency. I mean, this this is everything that we talk about, not just in recruiting, but when you're marketing and you're selling products, you know, things like that, this is all tied together. And I can like talk to you forever about this. But before we dive more into Canada experience, I got this really cool book mailed to me and it has Kevin Grossman's name on it. Mm. I know. So I want to talk about this for a second. So Canada Uh. experience, how to improve talent acquisition to drive business performance, which I think is literally your tagline for Talent Board. See, we both have it. They can't I'm see it, it but we're holding it. I love this matte cover. There's oh. a lot of
0: words. There's a lot of words inside. Okay. <laughs> a lot of words. So yeah, this was great. It's a total labor of love. I wrote it with a TA professional named Adela Scolderman, who used to do some work with us at Talent Board. And the idea came to me by about two years ago. I'm like, you know what? We've been doing this for so long we know a lot of great things, it would be great to write something, but not just about the research but also have a TA professional perception lens on it too. Because as I I sometimes like to joke over the years that I only play HR and recruiting on TV. I love recruiting. I love the space. I work closely with a lot of great organizations, but I'm not a TA leader or a recruiter. I run a research organization. So about those same subjects. So Adela and I agreed to partner on this and we pitched the publisher and they were like, oh, we love the idea. Definitely, please, let's do this. Let's write it. So we did. So it's a combination of what we've found in our research over the years and proven practices from a practitioner's viewpoint. And the idea was to connect the dots from pre-application to onboarding. A lot of these things we all know and try to put into practice every day, but we were just connecting the dots across the theme of, again, improving your candidate experience externally and internally, as well as the recruiter and hiring manager experience too. They're all intertwined, can positively impact your business if you're sustaining that over time. So that was the impetus of the book.
1: And I love that you had Adela, a part of it, because it is so impactful when you can have someone who's doing it, been there, done it, be able to tell examples or stories and connect the dots to the data. Because sometimes you look at data and it works here in your head, like it's logical, but it's not hitting your heart. You're not seeing where it actually comes to play in your day. So I love that you did that in this book.
0: And we've got a lot of case studies, too, or parts of our case studies. So every year, part of our namesake is the Candidate Experience Awards. And for the most part, the research itself is anonymous and confidential for the companies that participate and their candidates, because we're not capturing any contact information. But for companies that have above average ratings every year, those are the companies that we celebrate not just the top five or 10, but anybody who's above average on our benchmarks. And those are the companies we name. And then every year we ask them and we get a selection of them that agree to write a little case study about things they're proud of, what they did, how it worked, the impact on their business. So the book has got a whole bunch of snippets over the past few years of those case studies too, which I think, again, as you know, this is what the professionals themselves want to hear. They want to hear from peers. What are you doing? How are you doing it? How did it work? How did you win? That is important to have in there not just me blabbing about the research which is why we wanted to lace it throughout
1: yeah. It's so impactful to see other businesses and what they do because you do get those insights, but at the same time, knowing that you're not that business, right? So you right. can't just literally package it up in a box and say, here, use what I use. You have to look at it and say, well, how can we then benefit from this information so that we can be best in class with our candidate experience and hiring manager and recruiting experience? They go all together. If one of, totally. them, if one of them is not liking what they're doing... <laughs> just goes downhill, but you have to be able to take that knowledge from these other companies and then be able to find a way to do it within your company that makes sense
0: for you. Well, exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of the times over the years, when I've talked about the research, we, you know, we to make it accessible for everybody, we are generalizing a lot sometimes about these are the things that we know that work. But there are things that maybe are more unique to industry, how candidates respond and the type of candidate, if there's more hourly in under industry than professional. I mean, there's definitely a nuance and, and variables that differentiate how that experience is, but but the constant again through it all is communication and feedback back always through it all.
1: You know, I was doing a communication, kind of my own little case study, and I was really focused on the end result communication. I was talking to candidates about it. Like, what do you want to see? What do you, you know, just curious. And we ended up talking about the times where there was no update and how impactful just talking to them saying, Hey, we don't have any feedback yet, or you're still in the running. They would be more likely to continue that process even longer than what most candidates would because they know that things are happening or things aren't happening, but they're still in there. So I always tell people it's so impactful just to communicate when you have no update. Like that is so big
0: totally and instead of nothing instead mm-hmm. of nothing and that's why now it's not a new trend per se but we are hearing more and more about pre-boarding right so individuals who have been made offers they're accepting but they haven't started yet and sometimes that date can vary and like if you're in healthcare for example there's certifications that you have to you know approvals are reviews that you have to go through, whatever, the list goes on. Sometimes that date can get pushed out or moved, but keeping those folks warm is now even a more critical stage. And we're now more companies have pre-boarding teams now, which makes a lot of sense and as they should be, but it's, it's every single little step, but keeping the communication, even if I don't have any news for you, this is where we're at. This is why we saw what we call candidate resentment, Jody, go down so much in 2020 in our data, because everybody was freaking out. What do we do? We're in a pandemic. We've never been here before. What do we tell our employees? What do we tell our candidates? There's hire freezes. We're pushing start dates, maybe scrapping positions altogether. I mean, there was this more of a constant flow of communication and transparency that we don't usually see because that's all we could do. And candidates at the same time were more forgiving because there were more people out of work that year in 2020. And it's just, it was one of those years. Well, that started to slide again in 2021 and resentment started to increase again, but But that's why, I mean, some of the dials were being turned off again. That's why consistently communicating throughout the process, it's going to be a lot of automation on the front end, we know. But then when you get to those who are being screened, assessed, interviewed, et cetera, there's got to be some more hands-on on there. And then give your finalists feedback. Companies are, are still really resistant to that. And I know legal counsel tells them internally sometimes, don't say anything. But I'm telling you, the highest rated companies in our research every year are doing that with some consistency over time, providing job fit qualification status feedback, and they are winning from it. They have much higher candidate ratings. They don't have litigation. I'm not saying that those things won't come up, but it's consistent how they're doing it, how they're training the recruiting team and the hiring managers, because that little bit of information to a candidate goes a long way. Tell me something. I mean, you're not going to do that for people at the point of application, right? I know a lot of people who apply say, I never got any feedback. Well, you're not going to get it. Sorry. That's just the reality. But if you got screened and or interviewed and you moved along and you made it towards the end, I would you deserve some feedback at the end of the day.
1: And the amount of time and energy a candidate goes through to get to that final interview or to get to that start date. I mean, there's a lot of effort that's being done there. So it is important to people to have some sort of conversation. And, you know, sometimes we don't even tell people why we hire them too. Like, so nice. this communication goes both ways. Like if you are bringing someone on board Tell them why that might actually help sure. them say, yes, a higher Agreed. acceptance, but then telling them no. And it could be, you were so close. Like we literally were looking at you and one other candidate. This was the deciding factor. We would love to talk to you again in the future. Exactly. You know, That's not a hard conversation to have with somebody. I right. mean, you are kind of giving them bad news, but it's the bad news with a twist. Agreed. Well, I, I'm so excited that you wrote this book. I think it needs to be in the world because of what we do. And, and just improving our industry, what do you want to do now? Like, is there any other books coming out you're thinking of or anything that you want to do with this book that you are excited about now that the book's out and there for people to buy?
0: I'm hoping that the movie is going to get made. Absolutely. Like- I will not star in it. I'm trying to, to get Brad Pitt to fill that role. This is a joke. Now, the plan is is for, for folks to, you know, dig into this you know, We're always doing, sharing bits and pieces and articles and workshops and webinars and our events. Our new research will come out. You know, maybe there's some updates and addendums to this going forward, which would love to figure that out. But that's right now. It just got launched in June and we just want to, you know, get it out there and, and hopefully it'll help HR and TA leaders and their teams.
1: That's awesome. I'm so excited about this book and excited for you. And I love what you do. I love the talent board's mission and what you provide to our industry. So thank you from all talent acquisition professionals for what you guys do. And I'm going to guess people might want to talk to you after this podcast. So what's the best way to connect with you and where's the best place to buy the
0: book? So, gosh, well, it's on Amazon, so you can just search for my name or the the book title. You can go to Kogan page directly as well. On our website at thetalentboard.org, we have a dedicated page for the book, too, where you can find it and links to it. So there's a variety of different ways. Probably the best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'm easy to find Kevin W. Grossman, and that's where I would start.
1: Fantastic. We will connect all those in the episode notes, but Kevin, thank you so much for being a part of the Booksmart's Business Podcast.
0: Thanks, Jody. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Booksmart's Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time,